I want to speak to you about some things that we need to remember. I've, I've, I preached a sermon just the other week, and one of the things in here is remember Lot's wife. I think of uh, little brother, uh, sister, uh, Lindsay. And Lindsay was telling her dad, because I preached on, you remember that? Every time you, you use salt, remember Lot, Lot's wife. She, I guess at the dinner table or the some table that she was using the salt, she said, remember Lot's wife, or something like that. <laughs> Amen. We better remember, if Jesus said, remember Lot's wife, we better remember Lot's wife. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then I've got so many other remembers here, though. And uh, so we'll go through these and pray that God will use them uh, for his Glory, And I want to use as my springboard text, Genesis, because this is where I'm in my Bible reading. I hope you're somewhere in your Bible reading. Hello? Read through the Bible. Don't pick and choose after you've been saved for a little while. Starting start maybe John and Romans and then maybe, uh, but soon, get over to Genesis. Amen? And if it's too difficult for the Old Testament, read one chapter of the Old and then read one in the Gospel and read... Uh, one in the epistles. You know, sometimes it's just too difficult for people that don't have any idea who Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and all these Old Testament characters, they have absolutely no, no idea how they fit in or anything. Moses, the new believer, we need to remember this. They don't know who Moses was. All they remember is something they saw, maybe the Ten Commandments. They don't know anything about Moses. Amen? And so uh, they, it might be well for you but I think we need to get them to Genesis as soon as, as we can. Genesis is the book of beginnings, and all the major doctrines in reality are in Genesis, and, uh, or a great number of them. Almost everything that men have said to me, and where sin came from, what we're here for, and everything, it's all in Genesis. And, uh, but maybe it would be good to start in John or Romans, but get them over there soon. But Maybe it'd be good to read three different places, but be reading through the Bible. And mark as you go or you'll fix, uh, mess up. Uh, my old Bible here, I've got it marked. How many times do I have it? Well, here, look out. I can count it here. I make a check, and then I put a circle around the check afterwards. And so I'll just tell you, chapter Daniel, chapter 10, here's how many things I've got. One, two, three. I put a star there one time. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12. Well, the, the, the little O there, that's for our family devotions. So, uh, t- this Bible I've gone through at least 12 times, either personally or in my family devotions. And, uh, but it's about shot, it's about run out, so I'm starting in my new Bible here. And uh, I pray that God will just bless it and, and uh, go through the Bible, though. If you don't have family devotions now, you say, Preacher, you mention it a lot. I know, I'm going to keep mentioning it a lot. Because we're, not, we're prone not to even have personal devotions, no less to have family devotions. Amen? What about the people when their husbands go overseas? I hope the women kick in and take up where the husband's gone. I hope on the phone, when all these phone calls, you can make some of these phone calls. Uh, here, Mrs. Williams, I hope you read with your husband the Bible. Pray with him. If you haven't done it, tell him Pastor Harvey told you to do it. Okay? Have your little devotions on the phone if you possibly can, because they're a long way away. Sometimes, I mean, if you get it for a nickel a minute, man, amen, use some of that time for prayer. Use some of that time for Bible reading. And uh, some of these people, they get these free minutes on their cell phones and 
God have mercy on us if we would not take some of that time for prayer. Take some of that time to read His precious Word and we can hear each other, amen? And be edified. God's there and God's here too and He's in here too. (laughs) Amen? And what an encouragement it could be. And what are we here for anyhow but to encourage each other? That's what we're here for. I mean, this life is the nasty now and now. We're not to the sweet by and by yet. All God's people said, yes, I wish it'd get a little nicer and lighter. Well, he won't put on you more than you can bear. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Genesis 10. Now, that's not the place, is it? Exodus 10. All right, wrote the wrong thing down. Exodus 10. Verse 1 and 2. That's where I am. I'm up to chapter 11 in Exodus, in my personal devotions. By the way, just obey the Lord. If it gets a little difficult for you or the chapters get too long, do like I did today. I read my three chapters in Exodus sometime today, or five in the last couple days. But today, I, this afternoon, I said, man, I just opened my Bible and there I was over in, what was it? Uh, Peter, 2 Peter, read all of 2 Peter. It's not very long, but I read 2 Peter. And then I read uh, 1 John, read those little chapters. Maybe I read 1 Peter. I don't know. It was good. And yet, I still had my regular reading. And so, uh, be flexible. I found myself, and I'm thinking of the preaching here at the church. I really wonder if I should not have spent a little bit more time in, in Philippians and in the epistles. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're doing your reading and you'll preach from over there. But then again, you know, these are epistles to the churches. And I know I preached through Titus recently. Uh, so I'm not saying I have, I've neglected that. but And then I preached in Colossians recently, too. By the way, we ought to have, we ought to preach it all. Amen. We need to, we need to know the whole word. We're responsible for all of it. And that's why you ought to read through. All right, you found your place. Exodus 10, verse 1 and 2. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart. Now, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. It says it over and over again. Don't just think he hardened his own heart. It says God hardened his heart. Look what it says. And the heart of his servants... And here's why, how, here's why he did it. That I might show these signs before him. I mean, God could have broke him the first time. But he didn't want to break him the first time. He wanted to show all the flies and the locusts and the water turned to blood and, and all the, the darkness. And then the firstborn killed and what else? The, the frogs. And they have frogs too. And God wanted all these and the locusts. And the murane of all the the cattle that I read yesterday, all the cattle in Egypt died. And not not one steer of the Israelites died. When they had light, uh, no light, three days of darkness, so they didn't get out of their beds even. But there was light in Israel's camp. Amen? And God wanted all, he hardened his heart because he wanted to show all these great 
and mighty plagues that God sent. And God, God said to Pharaoh, when do you want this to start and begin? Amen. <laughs> I just call on God and it'll be done. Because he sent me. The great I am. And <laughs> Pharaoh was always saying tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> At the end there, he started saying, call on God to stop right now. He even said, I have sinned. But that was not true repentance. That's a good one for people, isn't it? Huh? Just because people even say it in public, I have sinned. God knows their heart. If they really repented or not. Amen? We don't know. We don't know. Pharaoh, he did not repent. He was drowned in the, in the Red Sea after he, and he even was going after him himself. Pharaoh went right after him, didn't he? The Bible says, I don't know. I think Pharaoh and his armies, it says Pharaoh and his armies. I know one thing, God took care of his carcass and killed his firstborn. Amen? You don't mess with God. All these plagues were there. And here's the reason, verse 2. Verse 1 is that I might show these my signs before him. And then verse 2, and that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's sons what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them. And here's the reason, that ye may know how that I am the Lord. What did he tell Moses? Tell him I am that I am hath sent thee. Amen? And Jesus is our I am, hallelujah. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the true vine. And before Abraham was, I am. He's the eternal I am. Amen? There's some things we need to remember, and this is one of them. See, he said, tell it to your sons. And your sons' sons, these great things that I've done what I've wrought in Egypt, and so forth. Stand as we read those two verses, uh, the verse, second verse only together in unison. This is our springboard verse. I think it's a marvelous verse. Verse 2. Well, we really ought to start at that in verse number 1. Start with a comma there, all right? That I might show these my signs before him. And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them that ye may know how that I am the Lord. Let's pray. Father, bless us. Bless us. What a needy people we are. Help us, our Father. Help us, our Father to be true servants, as we think of Jay, uh, the son, uh, the brothers of Joseph. And when they said, we be true men. I think Joseph was saying, oh, you're sure true. You put me in the pit. You're sure true men. You told my father that I was, <laughs> he didn't even know that. But anyhow, true men. Oh, may God help us. Father, we pray thy blessing. We pray thy blessing, Lord, tonight. Meet our need. Help us to be true men. Help us to be honest with each other. Honest with our sin. As Pharaoh was not, for he was an unbeliever. He said, I know not the Lord. 
And then later there was a king that rose up that knew not Joseph. Our Father, help us, we pray. Bless us, encourage us. May we obey the scripture. And we'll thank thee in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. It says here, And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's sons what things I have wrought in Egypt, what works I have done in Egypt, and my signs. He wanted us to tell the signs so the sons would remember them and tell them to their sons. Some people say, I don't believe in signs. Well, here's some signs you better tell the next generation. By the word, this hasn't changed. We're going to see that some of this is New Testament of things that we're to remember. And by the way, I have three different uh, titles here. Things we must remember, things we should remember, and things we are commanded by God to remember. We take so... I don't know, some of us, I think we, we've been saved so long, we forgot that when God says, you remember this, you remember it. Don't pick and choose. When God says, do this, you do it. And you ought to do it quickly. Amen? Amen? Hello? So I don't like forceful preaching like that. Well, you see, the problem with some of y'all, you want a preacher that's sweet and lovely. Amen. And you could, some of you probably couldn't even take Brother Rose. Amen. Amen. We had one lady, she's not here any longer, and she says, oh, Doug Thompson, she said, she said, Doug Thompson, I, he, he took his j- jacket off and I have to go in the nursery and keep the nursery. For years she said that. She said, I, I have to keep the nursery. I just can't even look at him. Can't even look at him. Well, maybe she needs to get saved. Amen. Amen. I think Lucy liked his preaching. She got saved under it. What's wrong with these people? They wouldn't like Billy Sunday either. Amen. And some of them don't like Pastor Harvey either. Because I don't just speak lovely, sweet, and tender things from the pulpit. Amen. A lot of that sister was meant for your mother this morning. And I'd tell it to her right to her face. One of these days she's going out of here, and I I hope she calls me on the phone. I tried to be tender and hard all at the same time. It's hard to be a preacher and to obey God. It's not easy. It wasn't easy to preach to your mother this morning. But I love her so. I'm going to give her all four barrels because she might not wake up this next week. And I want to know I've done my best and tried to be loving in the midst of it. Amen. I'm not trying to be her Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I can't do that. But this word of God will blast the devil right out of her. All she's talked about for the last couple of weeks is, is Benedict. Isn't that his new name? Pope Benedict. I don't even know him and I despise him. I despise him. He's a demon of demons. Everything he teaches is wrong. Amen. There is no hope in the Pope. And if God had told me to say that this morning, I'd have said it, but I didn't feel impressed at all. And your pastor needs prayer when I have precious people that I love in the pulpit. I mean in the congregation. Because I don't want to offend them unnecessarily, but I sure want to get them roasting over the flames of hell. 
And I'm telling you, if they do not forsake their false religion, they will not come to the true Christ. Some of these people. They must denounce the papacy. Then they'll run to Jesus, our true Christ, not some so-called vicar of Christ. Bunch of foolishness. And we got baptism and blew that out of the water this morning. We blew the communion out of the water this morning. Amen? And I did mention priests. Did you catch that? Yeah, the Pope's supposed to be a priest too, isn't he? Huh? Sure he is. He was a junior devil and then he became a big devil. Amen? Now this is home folk tonight. Amen? But if I preach this way on Sunday morning and the whole place is full of Catholics, you better back me up and not say, oh, he shouldn't, oh, oh he's too hard on my mother, father, or my brother, sister. Oh! Just pray for the preacher. It's not easy. I'm to preach the whole counsel of God. If God brings it up, I'm going to bring it out if everybody gets mad at me, Brother Robert. Amen? But it's hard. Because you don't want to offend unless it's God's Holy Spirit directing you. Amen? Then remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now we have what they said in the old commentaries, the Christian Sabbath. And I know what what they're talking about. But the Bible says remember the Sabbath day. And then what does it say? To keep it holy. Not to keep us holy. Remember the Sabbath. I never saw that quite like that. I said, man, you know, the the Lord does speak to me and teach me things too, just reading my Bible. To keep it holy. We are to keep God's day holy. If everyone else doesn't, we should. This is a day of prayer. This is a day of preaching. This is a day of fellowship. This is a day of uh, giving our money to God. Bring your offerings upon the first day of the week, it says. May God help us. This is a day of preaching. This is a day of invitation. This is not the day uh, the churches, the independent churches are making it a show. Oh, we're going to the show today. No, we're not going to the show at Tabernacle Baptist Church. We're going to preaching meeting. That's what they used to call it. Amen. This one fellow up in New York, he said, he said, I preach all day Sunday. And he worked a job with George Hendel, one of our church members up there in Lancaster, New York. And then Brother George told me he went to one of the meetings he was talking about, and he near about preached all day. No wonder he couldn't hardly walk or talk on Monday at work. I mean, he literally preached, that black preacher preached slam dunk all day. And the way Brother George Hendel said, he did some good preaching too. Years ago, people used to go to meetings. They couldn't go every Sunday because the preacher wasn't available and they'd be on, on alternate Sundays or something or whatever. And they'd have dinner on the grounds. That's where all that came from. They couldn't go home with their horses and their buggies and all the other stuff. Amen. They'd come for the whole day. Preach all day, sing all day, fellowship all day, pray all day. I think it was a good meeting with R.G. Rose if two people got saved, two of our teenagers. I think it's a good meeting. I give God the glory. 
I didn't even near, I never heard one sermon that man ever preached. I checked him out as good as I could on the phone and he was so blunt and plain with me. I said, there, he's got to have something good. Some of these preachers, they bat around the, they go around the, the, the wall and everything trying to hide from you on the phone. I shouldn't, I shouldn't even have to do all this stuff. You know, you ought to pray for your pastor. I got to check all these guys out. Why should I have to ask him if they're, they're, they're even should be in the pulpit at all? What a mess we've got in America. Man. Maybe I ought to do like brother. Maybe I ought to do like our brother down there. and Brother, brother um, Morris, Dennis Morris. You know what he does? If any evangelist or missionary comes, Stephen sends a form out to him. You're not coming to preach for me unless you fill the form out. Well, I know that's good, but, you know, R.G. Rose, he's out on, the, out on the road, you know, even that. Yeah, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. These men are busy. They have families. Maybe he wouldn't fill the form out. Maybe, maybe he's too busy and his wife's just been in the hospital or something. Then you miss, miss having him come in, you know? Who knows? Maybe you might even find a preacher that's illiterate. You don't hardly find them anymore, but they might be illiterate. And they could preach the socks off of all of us. Amen? You've got to be cautious you do things the way God wants you to do them. Not what makes it easy on Pastor Hart. Remember this day in Exodus 13, 3, in which he came out of, from Egypt. We are to remember today. You know why? Because they came out under the blood. And that was the Passover, you remember? And Jesus died on the Passover. Jesus is our Passover lamb. He died right on the Passover. So we're definitely supposed to remember coming out of Egypt. They were in bondage there. And you know what? They were going to go out and have a feast to the Lord. They had to have their beasts to have the right kind of feast to the Lord out there. Amen? He said, didn't he say, go on out, but leave your animals here he said at least leave your children here I know we said all that he didn't the Pharaoh didn't want any of it to go oh they said what did what did uh, Moses say by God not a not a hoof will be left behind even the dogs didn't bark the Passover was a, a miracle and my Jesus hanging at Calvary was a miracle and it was three hours of darkness for Jesus, three days of darkness in Egypt. Remember this day. Every time we have communion, we remember the original Passover and Jesus, our Passover lamb. You know, years ago, they said, remember the Alamo. That was the battle cry, amen, in a sense. Remember the Alamo! And now here we are in America. We shall never forget. You remember a couple years ago, and we've forgotten already. When I said that, I said, oh, yeah, they won't remember that. And you know what? Christians, we don't remember some things either. Amen? The Bible says, forsake not the assembling yourselves together as a manner of some is. And so much the, the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. That means, Brother Matt, if, if, you, if you can't go to your church there, amen, you're here, you're to come here. Amen. And don't forsake the assemblies. Right? Amen. That means it goes for you, little Johnny, too. If mom and daddy are around, if they die tomorrow, 
If they die tomorrow in a car wreck, boy, you're to go to church. You've been trained right, I believe you'd come. If you didn't, God will whip you. Even if you got bitter at God taking your mom and dad away. And you can do that. We do that at times. But you don't go to God's, God's house. Amen. If you have a mom and daddy, you don't. Amen. You go to church. When I got away in the Navy, I went to church. Because I was saved. I went to church as a lost sinner. Went to the Methodist church. Faithfully, mom and dad took me. Amen. Boy, thank God you've been brought up right, Brother Matt. Most of these young fellows come in here to... They've been jerked up. They have no example in mom and daddy or nothing. Thank God it comes from a good home. Mom and daddy love each other. Even through Vietnam, he's telling me, and everything else. His dad's in Afghanistan right now. About finishing out and getting out of the army soon, right? Bless him. We ought to pray for him. Pray for his dad. Thank God for any of these parents that brought their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But you know it never quits. You can't quit because you have a hard time later on in your life. You know what? You'll ruin your kids even after you're my age. I cannot quit. I will not quit. I don't care how hard it gets. I will be here. If nobody comes, I'll be here. I am not a quitter. Never have been. My daddy wasn't either. My daddy hated sin and wicked things even before he became a Christian. Then he really hated some things. But he believed in taking us to church. He had money or he didn't have money. Amen? It doesn't take any money to come to church. We don't stand at the door and, and say, have you paid your dues yet? We're not letting you in. Have you paid your pew rent? We don't have pew rent here. Amen? They could come here a whole year and not put a penny in the plate and God will get them for it too. Amen? But we'll love them like they're putting the big bucks in. Amen? Because this is the Lord's house. Whosoever will may come. But, you know, we shall never forget, and we've already forgotten. It's the first thing I thought of, Brother Lightsey. I said, that sounds good. That doesn't mean much. No, give them 10 years, and they'll forget all about it. If we, weren't, if we weren't in Iraq and Afghanistan right now, they'd probably plumb already forgot about it all. Mm-hmm. And the secular press going after, after Bush at every point, they're keeping the fires burning. So we remember something. Amen? Finding fault with them at every place. I never saw such a liberal press. Reagan said it was a liberal press. I was glad when he went after him too. Amen? But he should have got him. Then we're to remember Christ. This do in remembrance of me, Jesus said. The communion. This do in remembrance of me. You know what he's saying? He's saying, this do. You're to have communion in remembrance of me. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that if you're not in a church too? Isn't that right? There weren't probably that many occasions you could have communion over there, was it, Brother Walton? A couple times, right? And then you wonder probably if any of them were saved or were taking it or given it or anything. Mixed multitude. Listen, everybody that says they're saved doesn't mean they are saved. 
If any of you get all upset with the church, you better thank God you have a church to get upset with. Amen. And, and quickly get unupset. That's not good English, but get right and repent. Amen. Listen, you cannot be upset with this church or this pastor and be right with God. I don't care what you say. Amen. I don't know who that was for. Lord brings it up, I bring it out. All you do, if you don't want to get so much scolding, is just, you know, here you, you know, you're, you're, you know, I'm rubbing the cat the wrong way. Well, turn around, cat, and you'll enjoy my petting. Amen? Repentance is in order for all Christians. Five times did you hear, brother, of the seven churches, and the implication is they all needed to repent, to tell you the truth. But five times in the Revelation sent to seven different actual churches, and five of them, the word, was at least once or twice mentioned, repent and do the first works. Amen? Thou art neither cold nor hot. I wish that they were, you know, you're, you're lukewarm. Repent! know about that one it said Jezebel was in there do you know that is it always a woman in the church Paul had a lot of trouble with women but a lot of women were the helpers did you know that he commended and named a lot of women for being helpers but then I think that what those two were fighting weren't those two fighting in there those two women I, they act like I, I read the commentators recently and two of them were named and they they sensed that they were women even John Calvin said they were women he thought they were amen Men are too busy working to be fighting all the time. Hello? Hello, Brother Henry? You have a lot of time to fight, don't you? Every time I call him, well, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing a door. I'm, I'm upside down on this door here. I said, Brother Henry, lately I've been saying, I know you've got so much to do, brother. Amen? I said, well, just call me back when it's easier for you. Brother, I want you to tell you, that I appreciate you, brother, you're taking time with me. I call you all these crazy times out there fixing some stupid door. Our brother Henry's always tried to take time with his pastor when I called him. And I, I probably misused you, brother, but thank you for being, thank you for being respectful. He acts like, oh, I've just, you know, I, the door is just about breaking, breaking me up and I'm just, just in the middle of fixing it, you know, and I called, right? Just in the middle. I about got it all straightened around in my mind, and then Pastor Harvey calls. Well, one time I called and I helped you out. Amen. Only about once in all those other times. Jesus said, Remember me. And it says in Ecclesiastes 12 1, Remember now thy creator. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. When the evil days come not, and so forth. In Malachi 4, 4, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant. We're supposed to remember the word of God. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We're to remember God, our creator. We're to remember him as our creator, I believe, too. For when we think of him as our creator, we think about how great he is. To create us.
And then there's the one. Remember Lot's wife. And so keep at, keep at it, Lindsay. Every time you use the salt shaker, remember Lot's wife and you're obeying Jesus. You're obeying my lovely Lord. Amen? She was turned into a pillar of salt. And Jesus, who else did he ever turn into a pillar of salt in the Bible? He turned some of them, I think, into salt in Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen? Plum burned them up. He turned her into a pillar of salt. Sad. God says, don't look back, and she looked back. She had a longing for the things of the world. She longed for her loved ones that were, 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 were going to get burned up back there. The Lord is rough. The Lord is tough. Don't you think Lot wanted to look back? Now, come on, I didn't even think about this till just now. God brings things up right when I'm preaching. Don't you think Lot wanted to look back? He didn't look back, friends. Don't you think the two daughters wanted to look back? I think they'd all turn into a pillar of salt. But I believe that I believe with all my heart that Lot was saved. I don't know if Mrs. Lot was. The implication is she wasn't. I know one thing. There were not ten righteous in the whole city. Not ten. Abraham thought there were at least ten righteous. Yeah, we all think that, don't we? And we think the church is full of saved people. We don't know how many are saved. God knows the heart. Hmm? Isn't that right? Did you just get saved, April? Well, a lot of people thought you were saved already, didn't they? Huh? So we can get fooled, can't we? Huh? Amen? And then Nathan, Nathan, Hamlin, did you just get saved, Nathan? Did you really get saved? Did you? Well, then you weren't saved before, were you? Because you only get saved one time, right? Huh? So well, a lot of us thought you already got saved. You, did, you were concerned before. We heard about good things God was doing in your life. Amen? Amen? You know, all we know, he wasn't rebelling all the time. Amen? I didn't think you were getting spanked all the time. You acted pretty na- nice. And, and Nathan's always been nice to the pastor. He's always been respectful to me. Amen? Amen? And if not, I ought to go to his parents and say, your, your kid's not acting right toward me. But I never had to do that. I'm glad. Amen? But he, a, lot, a lot of us thought he was already saved, right? This is the way it is with teenagers, but this, already, this is the way it is with Lot's wife, probably. What about Ananias and Sapphira? Were they saved or not? If they were saved, God would put them into an example, but it, looks, it seems like they weren't saved. I, I know one thing. God dealt with them, and that's in the church age, friends. Wow. Ananias, did you sell the land for so much? Yes. His wife came in a little bit later. <laughs> Our brother said uh, she was out there spending some of that money at Walmart that she had said they were going to give. They sold the lot. They sold the land. Didn't they sell the land? They sold the land, so they, they, they kept back some of it, didn't they? Maybe she was at Walmart. No, they didn't have Walmart back then. She was at some mart, <laughs> or she was making and planning what to do with the money that she said and lied to the Holy Ghost about. Really, that was, isn't, wasn't it good to have Brother R.G. Rose come by? Because I never thought about that. See, that's why we have visiting preachers. I never thought about that the, the fact that they sold the land and they had some left over. 
And Brother R.G. Rose mentioned that in his preaching, didn't he? Huh? That was good for me. Another thought, another something to preach about. She was, and her husband were both intending on taking that money that they said they gave to God. They gave the whole thing and they didn't give the whole thing. And doesn't the Bible say, in essence, when it was in your own hands, it was, you know. But don't lie to the Holy Ghost. Don't act like you gave it all like, uh, like Barnabas did and you didn't do it. Somebody gave me a good sermon. It's right in here in my old Bible on Barnabas. He was a good man, wasn't he? Son of Consolation, I think his name is called. Barnabas was a great man of God. He wasn't perfect, but he was sure a whole lot more perfect than Ananias and Sapphira. If they were believers at all, probably died and went to hell. Because we don't know whether they're saved or not. Hebrews 13, 3. It says, remember them that, have, that are in bonds. We're to remember those in prison for the gospel. We're to remember those that maybe are still in concentration camps for all we know. Prisoners of war. Missing in action. M-I-A's. We're to remember them. When people get captured over there, we're to pray for them. We're to remember them. God's word says so. Then it says in Hebrews 13, 7, remember them that have the rule over you. You're commanded to remember Pastor Harvey in your prayers. Amen? You're to remember me in a good fashion, too. Don't say, Lord, get him. The Lord will get me if I don't do right. You don't even have to pray that prayer. I try to stay right with him all the time. If not, God will spank me just as well as he'll spank you, friends. In fact, I'm going to be judged for when I, what I do and what I say, and it's an awesome thing. Listen, can you imagine all I say around here every week? I'm going to be judged for what I do and what I say and how I give you advice and how I treat you. Amen? I need your prayers. I need you to remember me for good. I'm telling you, in the last six months, I've had some beautiful little notes sent to me by teenagers and other people. I don't know if it was from Linda's prayer group or what. I don't know. They came up and had nice little notes. I had a little note, didn't even have time to read the whole thing, and my daughter and or the kids or somebody wrote a little note to me here. That was Linda, I guess, because it said in there something about, what did I do with the card? I don't know. I'm so busy around here. There it is. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I haven't even had time to read it. You know, I spent all that time, and I didn't even have time to read it. But it's something about, thank you for even coming over and watching the kids for us or something like that. I just glanced at it. Well, it's nice to have somebody say something nice about you. Amen. When you have to put up with some of these people come in here. I've had people storm out of here on me. I hope you're praying for me. I've had, you don't know, in the last year, you, you, you wouldn't believe how many people came into this church and went out of here fired up mad at me. Because I preached on something they didn't like. Or they, you know, I'm talking about they just came in to visit. I'm not talking about anyone else. I'm talking about visitors. Hello? Amen. That's why the advice was given to Brother Matt to deal kindly and make sure because the pastor, we don't know all the time, amen? But if he's guilty, I'll tell you in my prayer in here, Brother Matt, I meant what I said to God. 
if he's guilty of misappropriation of funds and all this other stuff and has been guilty for a long time, I pray, I told him, I said, check with some other pastor in that area. Maybe some older pastor would get a few men together and come and confront that preacher and throw his carcass out. Amen? They're not a member of that church. They'd come and deal with that brother and then report back to the church. Amen? If he's stealing from there, he ought to be out of there. Amen? Now, if he's not, then you, then you ought to drop the accusations. Hello? Amen? But I mean, I'm saying, if he's guilty, take care of it. Amen? But boy, you got to deal gently with him. Make sure he's guilty. You got to really be careful. Some people might have it in for him. You know what I mean? I don't think that's the case here, but I don't know. Amen? You need to deal kindly. A lot of preachers have been falsely accused. And I know men that got on the other side. Brother uh, Joe Grab, I think it was. The earlier part of ministry, your dad or something. Somebody. Somebody was falsely accused or something. Man, wouldn't it be terrible later on you find out that you were involved with handling the man of God in the wrong fashion? And you listen because you're a young Christian and you listen to a bunch of older Christians that, that didn't want to get right with the Lord, you know? I mean, I don't know that situation. I don't even know the preacher's name. I don't know the church situation there, you know? But, boy, we ought to pray for that situation. And what your prayer was really good this morning, Brother Matt. He said, what about these new people coming in the church? Amen? Oh, that preacher's doing that. Man, get him out, but get him out quietly. Amen. Just, just, you know what I'm talking about? So many precious souls say, oh, I was baptized by that preacher. You know, I got saved under his preaching. Man, deal gently. Amen. Let those other ministers take care of him. Are you with me? Amen. Then remember them that have the rule over you. Remember the word unto thy servant. Remember the word of God. That's in Psalm 119, 49. And then this last portion, and I would hope I wouldn't take too long on this. I won't promise you anything, but I would hope I wouldn't, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help, amen? I want you all to get to bed early. But not before you have your family devotions. All right, Hebrews, 13, uh, no, Deuteronomy. Turn to Deuteronomy. Amen. I'll use my new Bible. I don't know which one to use now. I'm, I'm just learning here. Learning how to use this beautiful, big, new Bible. Deuteronomy 6. This tells us some things we need to remember and how to remember. How to remember. Look at 6.6. 6. And these words which I command thee this day. This is Deuteronomy 6, 6, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and, thou, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. Do you talk about the scriptures when you sit in your house? I, don't, I hope you don't have your family devotions on the run. You're so busy. Sit down. And when thou walkest by the way, when you're out there, on a family day, 
A picnic? Are you talking about the Word of God? That's what it says. Are you trying to get away from God and, and church? Hmm? Well, I like to get out in the woods and go fishing and hunting. Fishing and hunting would be a good time. Not hunting, I guess. You've got to be so quiet. They ought to have some boxes up there. Amen? That you're like a you know, little, little thing out there or something. You can stick your gun. I don't know. I've never gone hunting. I just killed a bunch of birds with my 22 in North Carolina. Probably was against the law, but I enjoyed it. They were nothing but sparrows and little old birds. Guess that's against the law now. At least I was out in the country. Hey, you know, I know you got to be careful, those 22. Even the little ones, they go a mile or something, you know, especially long rifles. And I, don't know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. But boy, what are you out there fishing, especially fishing? You don't have to be that quiet fishing, do you? Man, alive. A little bit, but, you know, as many hours you're out there, how could you go all that time and not talk about some Bible? A little bit of Bible. When thou walkest by the way, and then when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. When you lie down, when you walk, when you sit, when you rise up, then look what he says. Thou shalt bind them as a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be as frontlets between the headlights of your car. Or the taillights on your car. And before your eyes, the frontlets. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thine house. And on thy gates. I would think that would be the walls of your house as well. Have the scripture on the pictures. Why in the world put all these? <laughs> Just don't be like me now. Just leave your pictures up there and save money and put the rest of, that you're going to spend on changing them out. Put it in the offering plate and we'll give it to missions. But I'm telling you, you can look out your window and see more beautiful scenery than some of this other stuff. So put some Bible up there. Hello. Amen. The Word of God will always do you right. By the way, if you're, in some, if, you're, if you're in a place like Mrs. Williams, just look out your window up there. Man, is that beautiful scenery there. You can't beat that with a picture on the wall. Amen. Thank the Lord when you wake up, you don't have to look at a big factory next to you with smoke coming out or something. Because Killeen doesn't have any of that. We have that at the fort. Amen? And your gates, well, you're supposed to put the Word of God everywhere is all I'm trying to say. Amen? Remember the Lord. Remember the Word. Remember the Sabbath day. Remember uh, this day when they came out of Egypt. Amen? Remember thy Creator in the days of thy use. Remember the Word of God. Remember Lot's wife. And remember all these things, these great signs and different things. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember them in bonds. Remember them that have the rule over you. Remember the word of God. And then put it everywhere and ask God to bless it. Father, help us. Thy word is truth. Bless us and encourage us, strengthen us, we pray. Give us victory in Jesus. Help us go out and reach lost souls for Christ. And dear Lord, we're talking about it, but we would pray 
in a wonderful, special way for Brother Matt's father all the way over there in Afghanistan. Lord, he doesn't need all this on him. Encourage his heart in the midst of all these trials. Help there, we pray. Help Brother Matt's mother and sister and help him, Lord. These things are a great consternation to our soul. Help them, Lord, to do only that which is right, to only think the right thoughts about this, and do the right deeds, and, Lord, to wait upon thee, have patience that we brought out in the Sunday school hour this morning, how we have need of patience. After that, we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise. Oh, God, teach us wondrous things out of thy law, and may we remember thee and everything, our Father, in our giving, our living, everything we do.